Good morning, people, and welcome to the first podcast of 2020. Um, I've decided today to go over a podcast I did ages ago, which was all about remembering names and remembering uh, questions and certain things like that. How do you actually get them to stick in your mind? Many of us struggle, so I wanted to uh, share with you what I do. So let's dig into it. Okay, so let's dive into it. This was a question I've seen come up a couple of times in the group um, around how do you actually remember stuff? Our brains are not really fantastic at it. And one of the most obvious examples is when you meet people and you can remember their faces really well. And you go, I know you. And you can probably even say sometimes where you know them from. You can you could probably oddly in some cases remember what they were wearing the first time you met them. Uh, but very rarely you can remember their names unless you've used it a few times. You know, so that's obviously the simplest one. If you use it enough times, you'll remember it. But it's it's not always the easiest solution. Now, with this technique I'm going to show you, talk to you today, I use it for everything from names. And I usually use it with names that I want to remember. It's not everyone. Um, I don't suggest trying to do this with everyone. Uh, you could do it if you got really good at it, but... Um, it's more about the people that you know you're going to meet again and again and again, and you want to remember them. I also use it with things like questions. So I went on a date the other day with a very beautiful woman, and I wanted to ask her some good questions. Um, and, you know, we're all nervous on a first date, but I wanted to ask her some questions to get to know her better. And so I wanted to remember those questions. And so I didn't want them all to disappear out my brain. You know, you can uh, you can think of a few good ones and then just they go. When you're in a nervous situation or you're in a situation which is uh, uh, not something you can picture easily, it's going to have its own kind of unknown world associated where you don't know what to expect always. Uh, your brain can sometimes just decide not to uh, remember the key things you want to do. So this technique can be used to remember a few questions to uh, help you out, to make sure you you know, you can find out about someone, and this can be done in business, work, education, anything. And what it basically is, is it's based on the concept of the, the they kind of call it a mind bank uh, solution, and it's around visual memorization. Because our minds are much more visually orientated, it makes sense that we use a visual cue rather than a text-based cue, because that's our challenge, is we can't always remember text or symbols or language that's what doesn't always come to us as quickly sometimes it does but not always when we want it to so let me give you an example with a couple of questions um, like I find it I'll explain it in, in, in questions as well as names so let me let me start with names so I was playing football um, and one of my biggest challenges especially if I change teams a bit because I, I play goalkeeper so um, it's important that I try and learn the defenders names so I know who to shout at uh, but I find that quite hard especially in the in the point of in the, in the moment when someone needs to change position and I have to shout and tell them it's very easy for me to, to say the wrong name and I won't get into that I can't just say two words. I always say four or five to people, which is which is funny because I just can't shorten what I'm saying. It's That's hilarious. I can't work that one out. But I definitely um, can start to remember names better. So one of the defenders last year when I was playing, his name was Brad. 
and I just couldn't, you know, there was two or three defenders. I couldn't remember this guy's name. It just wouldn't stick in my head. So I used this technique and I said, how am I going to remember it? And so my cousin is called Brad and I always had a memory of him um, drinking and, you know, there was a certain memory that really stuck with my cousin. So what I did was I got this other guy and in my brain, I created a really visual scenario with what I'd seen my cousin do. And I put this guy's face on and this guy's face was very different. And in my brain, I made it more like a bobble head. So he had a huge head. It was really specific. It looked really funny and weird. And it was like, and I turned the, the colors up and I was laughing in the, you know, watching it and made it really, really clear. But I knew it was my cousin. And so by doing that um, and associating it a couple of times, made sure I did it two or three times, I now could remember this guy's name at a moment's notice. It was Brad. So what it's about doing is creating these visual scenarios or pictures in your head, turning up the colors and making them a bit crazy. If you need to really remember things that are a bit longer, the weirder, the crazier it is, the better you're going to remember it. Um, and then it's about a little bit of visual repetition. So you need to do it two, three, four, five times. Um, with names, it can be a little simpler, but definitely with questions, you want to put it through your brain a couple of times. So when I was out on this date the other night, I wanted to remember a couple of questions. Um, and one of them was around, what would you do if you won the lotto? Which is quite a cool question. It's interesting. It, it tells you a lot about someone, what the, what they would do. You know, um, if they if they say I'd spend a million dollars on cocaine and, and run around and, and go crazy, you know, you know something's different to someone who would say, hey, I'd... Uh, you know, I'd buy a house or I'd go on holiday or I'd look after my family. You know, it's a very different, it's a very, uh, very it's a very opening question. Um, and I thought it was a cool one to, to ask, but I knew in the heat of the moment, I'd probably forget it. And so, so what I did was, you know, I pictured, I pictured this, this girl with, with um, a lotto ticket, like a massively oversized lotto ticket, you know, dancing around with it above her head um, and a big bag of money um you know actually at the place you know at the location we were going on a date so I, I made it really big and clear in my brain pictured it made it kind of over made it bigger and more more um, accentuated and so I remembered the question and I asked it it was really cool um you know there's another one that I didn't ask but I, I remembered it if, if I'd need I didn't actually need it because the date went really well and the conversation flowed but it was around, you know, what's on your bucket list. And so the same thing, I remembered, I thought of a giant bucket with an overflowing list of things with crosses and ticks on it, um, you know, and then maybe, I can't remember actually, I think it was her jumping out of a plane, you know, because that's kind of something associated with a bucket list, just so I could remember the question. Um, it didn't have to be the whole question, I just needed a cue to remember it. Um, but the key with it is making it a really visual visual scenario, making it a bit eccentric. It can't just be boring and simple and normal. It has to be weird. Like I always remember, I try and I try and think of like if I'm if I'm learning about coaching and learning about helping people, um, and I see I read something and I go that that's a really good example. I try and make it visual again. So. Another good example is I read something about meditation it being nutrition for your brain. You know, it's kind of like you have nutrition for your body, which is your vitamins and minerals, 
and you need nutrition for your brain, which is things like meditation and similar things. And I really liked that that example, but it's very text-based. So what I imagined was feeding your brain carrots and celery and kale, maybe kale. There's definitely something green in my picture and it just being fed into your brain. Like it was, it wasn't, it was just, you know, kind of going in. It was quite a, it was quite a weird image, but it, you know, it doesn't, you wouldn't see it in reality, but um, it made me remember that. And it means I can pull on that and use that in the future. And I made sure I used it in another conversation with someone that day, pulling from that image. And as you build on that, what happens is your neuro, I'm going to say this wrong potentially, but the neuro pathways are going to be developed that, that memorize it. The more you use it, you're going to memorize it. So like I love teaching because when I learn something and I teach it, I remember it better. Um, and if I've got the visual cue as well, it just adds another level to it. So that's how I do it. That's how I remember things like this. Now, it takes a bit of practice. It takes a bit of conscious work. But as you get into it, as you do it more and more, you start to trust it. And as you start to trust it, you start to build it into how you remember things. So I hope that's been valuable. I hope that's given you a few tips for the new year to start off. Give it a try with something. You know, I really say a question or a name is a good way to start. Probably a question. And see if you can remember it the next day, especially if you've got to use it somewhere. Um, yeah, let me know what you think of the podcast in the group. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure you share it. It is always much appreciated and have an awesome start to your 2020.